welcome to Bitch Talk. Booze interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. What are you looking at? We are at? straight, your mama. We are straight from the heart of wow. the Fillmore. It's going to be like the that. social study. At That's What She Said, the monthly women's event, women with an X in it. Uh, talking about politics because we're 35 days out starting today from the midterms. And it was great with Sister District and our... Our friend Sophia from uh, the Women's March San Francisco. There's a lot going on. Everyone can still get involved. Just because it's only 35 days, it doesn't mean there isn't shit to do. And what a fucking time to, to be alive. This event. Just well, it was funny because so obviously all of us at Bitch Talk have like multiple gigs each. And Aaron mentioned to me, you know, if you're tired, I can handle that's what she said tonight. But really, mentally, I needed this. I don't care if I don't oh, have time. I love time. you for saying that. I'm pulling out my pants as I say that. Oh, shove it. Um, yeah, you know what? Look, no, but no, I, I I didn't tell you that. And I was like, no, I, no, I'm good. I'll go. Because I don't care that I'm tired. I don't care that after this I have to send 500 emails and work for a couple hours. Worth it. Yeah. Worth it. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're all in that boat together. Um... But thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. Because we're... <laughs> no, but we're all... Like, I don't know. I'll talk for myself. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Uh, I just haven't slept well since I got back from vacation. It just is what it is. One of the dogs has been sick uh, since we got back. I found From both sh- ends. From both ends. I almost walked into her big pile of shit the other night and didn't, thank God, <laughs> at 4.30 in the morning. Wait, this is still going on? Now we're better... Uh, but uh, the medicine that she was on, I think, was stopping her up. Oh, no. So then there was two and a half days of not shitting. And then uh, Sunday morning, I woke up and, thank God, flipped open the light to the bathroom. And she's so sweet and, and thoughtful that she's shit in the bathroom on the tile floor. I mean, very I'm sorry. That's it's very true. thoughtful. Just consider very it. Thoughtful. Absolutely. Um, best case scenario. Best case scenario, it was a lot. Uh, <laughs> picked it up, threw it in the toilet, uh, disinfected, and... Oh, that's my phone. And like cleaned, owner, like dog. And and cleaned, uh, <laughs> spot cleaned the carpet in the morning. Uh, but it was fine. Anyways, I don't know how we got onto that, but there's a lot of going on. Damn it. Well, I'm just a lot going on. a frame of reference because we, 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 we last saw each other uh, oh, week last ago. week, and I was exhausted <laughs> from that. And you were telling us about it, and it's now a week later. <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, that's still going." On. I mean, she didn't even let me go to a screening of a film where Ange. You don't don't blow it all right now. But Ange got to do yeah, probably we have one friend, of the best interviews the of her life. Uh, so that was so much fun. Aaron's not Aaron. I'm. I don't want to talk about it. Zuckerberg. I had to take care of a dog with diarrhea. <laughs> what do you want from me? And work late because I've oh, been on vacation. So, so much fun. And I, I got can't. a lot. I mean, talk about when you get. Like I think, most of the time I think nobody gives a shit about anything that I do, but uh, interviewing Ike was like. Like, I got a lot of accolades and I got a lot of street credits. Can one of you talk about who Ike is and what the film is and that's it for just a minute? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we were so honored to interview Ike Barinholtz, who is writer, director, actor of The Oath, which is coming out October 19th, 19th, I believe, in the city. Yep. And I've been a huge fan since forever. I think one of his biggest things that he started out with was Mad TV yeah. back in the day. Yeah. But I love him from the Mindy Project. He's been on a film, uh, film called The, uh, the Blockers. Uh, just, he was he, a regular he on a Stern. Huge... Wait, did you know who he was before I knew, all this? I knew who he Sean? was. He looked familiar. And, but then 
it didn't click on it didn't click for me until I was just like wait that's the guy from the Mindy Project. Right. And I, I could tell you, and I, my sister and I love the Mindy Project, and we watch it together, and I, I was so excited. Ange wore a shirt with ruffles. Okay, so Why do I you just keep go, focusing on Because this? you don't Jesus wear ruffles. Christ. I, I wore shoes, too. I, there well, were no flip-flops. Hey, uh, I wore shoes, day. too. Uh, and can I tell you that, yeah, Shar and I were there like an hour early. I mean, I'm exaggerating. I'm proud of both of this you. This is how excited we were. I left at 6 o'clock in the morning. I got there at 8. 15. But here's the but thing. That worked. But here's the thing. Two hours I mean, and 15 minutes. I think we should save the rest for the yeah, actual should. Yeah. But he was everything I wanted. And it's that's hard when you have high expectations. And he was just like... He exceeded my expectations. He was incredible. Let's just say it's... Uh, I really... I thank you both for pinch hitting when I can't be there because of the day job and other sh- shit. Um, literal. Yeah, literally. But I really thank you guys for being there. And he seemed like a really great interview. And the fact that he commented on Ange's hair afterwards, which I was really bummed about because we basically <laughs> have the same haircut. Like, he would have really loved both shark? of us. Yeah, um, yeah, but he loved Ange. I mean, he like, was like, I love your hair, by the way. Fortunately, I was able to... Um, <laughs> I wish I that was in, on mic, though. I sat in, I sat in for three interviews because we had three of my shows. I were, warmed him up. I warmed him up you for warmed the rest him of the ladies. Up. We had Dana, we had Steph, and, and so I got to sit in for... Like an hour of conversations with him. So, so jealous. So, so but fun. Biz Talk was the best. Of course. Right? Of course. Kidding. And I'm going to say that on kidding. the other shows too. So, you know. Well, but, but also, <laughs> right, but off mic, Shar. Another. Mine was the best. Well, another side note to that, and then we'll obviously get to that's what she said, um, was that didn't he. S- didn't you get a comment from the publicist outside like, oh, sounds like you guys got a yeah. really good interview? Yeah, when I walked out, he was like, oh, it sounded like you had a horrible time. Because I think I cracked up like very loudly a handful of times during our interview um and the interesting part of that which will bring us back to that's what she said was it was the morning of uh the dr ford uh brett kavanaugh um senate hearings so i was walking into it extremely depressed i had just been crying listening to dr ford's testimony and he kind of just completely brightened my day i didn't think that would be possible um, and uh, after that event, coming here to That's What She Said just completely gave me hope and reinstilled my faith in the power of uh, women and our movement that's happening. It is happening. Uh, so without further ado, we're going to talk to Liz Schwegler from the Sister District Project. Uh, they're doing some really fantastic and inspiring work and if you don't know them google it and find them and help them out because they are not only helping you know in regular regular states like california which we don't need a lot of help in the democratic forum and uh, political system but they're helping in the states that really need the help uh, and promoting and lifting up candidates that uh, that need it in a very smart and focused way. Right. So if if you have the energy and you have the time, but you don't know how to focus it, they're they're the people to go to, and they'll they'll show you exactly where where your uh, time matters and your money. Frankly. Right. So let's uh, listen into Liz, and we'll see on the flip side. I can't believe it's the fall and it's weird it's out in San Francisco. It's, yeah. it's either gonna 
rain or the sun's going to come out or the earthquake's going to happen. Yeah, I've been sweating and freezing yeah. and I'm just angry. <laughs> but it's appropriate. We are not angry because we have Liz Schweigler here from the Sister Sister Project. <laughs> this was the light at the end it of the is. dark day that we've forward. had. <laughs> oh, and also dark week, full week. Yeah. Uh, this couldn't have come at a better time to talk about women uh, getting together and figuring out how they're going to wrap their mind about the midterms and getting into politics and how to help in politics. Can you talk about sister district first and then we'll just you know go into everything else after that? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, so, and for me I have to say that uh, fall uh, first of all it makes me think of uh, GOTV which is getting out the vote so um, mm -hmm. The crisp fall air always makes me think of knocking on doors, which is the best possible mood to put yourself in um, right before a big election like this. Yeah. Um, so Sister District was founded, uh, I founded it with three other women, um, co-founded it with three other women uh, after the Trump election in 2016. And basically, <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, uh, it feels like so long ago. It Keep feels going. like so long I ago. Like and yeah, that was like 500 white hairs ago. <laughs> <I know. laughs> you don't know where all those white yeah, hairs not are. all on my head, but that's another subject. Yeah, that's another subject. Well. No, <laughs> yeah, uh, anyways, 20, what was that? You but yeah, yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah. Um, and uh, the four of us co founders, none of us knew each other beforehand. Mm -hmm. Um, mm. really, so, yeah, it's wow. very sort of postmodern love story as we like to say we found each other through the internet cute um, how yes. which what, what, was like a <laughs> angry angry single female looking yes. for other yeah. support yeah like yes, feminist for support network for feminist. Yeah. yeah angry feminists looking for other angry feminists yeah. no. Right. um no uh so essentially through facebook um th my three co-founders were all attorneys and they were part of a, a group a secret facebook group called lawyers for the left they all found each other and then i knew one of them I met one of them through a friend of a friend who said, hey, this new org is starting up. I think you might like it. I know you're incredibly depressed and <laughs> need an outlet for your energy and rage. Yeah. Um, and at the time, I was actually in graduate school at Mills College in Oakland. Okay. And, nice. Um, yeah, I had already quit my corporate job, left that yes. sorted life behind. Yes. yes um, to go to back to grad school for public policy. And um, But... I'm a doer, and so I couldn't really stay in school for very long, um, you know, just emotionally speaking. Um, and I ended up dropping out just a couple semesters later to do this full time. Wow. So, yeah. So, so you're actually learn you're learning, but on the job, really. Totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah, completely. And I think that, uh, so, well, I'll tell you a little bit about, about how it happened. So, essentially, we were one of the many so-called resistance organizations that founded uh, in the months right after the election. Mm. And um, we didn't really know what we were doing. We just knew that we were very angry and had a lot of energy. And we are all based here in the Bay Area. Yeah. So, we we're sort of overcome by this sense of, you know, we're, we live here in California. It's very deeply blue. We can't elect more Democrats here. You right. Know, we can't right. vote. We can't vote more Democrats in office. There's a, it's a, maybe we could get more progressive, but that's, yeah, that's it's like, well, it. you yes. can, but it wouldn't have as big an impact that exactly. we need. Yeah. Exactly. And yet we're still getting screwed by, um, other states. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, and a lot of that is due to gerrymandering. A lot mm -hmm. of that is due to really heavy Republican involvement. Um, yeah at the state level, state and local level. Mm -hmm. So um, so the original idea was, you know, 
how can we move some of this energy, both the volunteer energy, the time, and the fundraising dollars out of really deeply blue places like California and into more purple areas, swing areas, heavily gerrymandered areas that can really use our help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty quickly we realized that state legislative races are... Um, incredibly important for a variety of reasons. Number one, they are the progressive pipeline for for leadership. Yes. So state mm-hmm. leaders become national leaders. President Obama started out right. mm-hmm. at, in the Illinois state legislature. Um, over half of sitting U.S. presidents, over half of U.S. congressmen, current congressmen, um, right. started out at the mean, state level. I mean, that's the usual. Right. It's the totally. usual trait. So obvious. I know. Yeah. Happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the same thing for policy. You know, um, l- let's say... Uh, positive policy, progressive policy, like we have in California, um, you know, uh, positive environmental policy, paid family leave policies, things like that trickle up to the to the federal level. And also the sort of evil policy, frankly, like the bathroom bill in North Carolina yeah. Yeah. and a lot of other really discriminatory policies, voter yeah. suppression, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. also trickles up to, um, to the national level. And that's the, the part that we want to prevent. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, and then the last thing about state ledge races is that it's some there are races that are so small that you can make a really big impact yes. mm-hmm. just as uh-huh. one person so we've raised over half the budget for a lot of our candidates wow, wow. i know it's it's like completely mind blowing and insane um and they you know they'll call our volunteers on the phone they'll Skype in with them they'll um, wow they're it's very very personal in a mm-hmm. way that i think that we've sort of forgotten that politics oh, can yes. be mm-hmm. you know yeah. we're used to sort of really polished, um, very uh, sort of removed, definitely very ivory tower kind yeah. of politicians. Yeah, and very them they don't and have us. To, right, exactly. Yeah. And Not anymore. They shouldn't be, exactly. The no. movement yeah. is happening. Yeah, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, yeah. Ilan yeah. Omar. Exactly. It's, it's really powerful what's exactly. happening. And these aren't women that are not afraid. They're like, uh, they were just on, um, I think it was Van Jones, and he was like, if, if you were in Congress, would you vote to impeach... Trump and they were both like yes because yeah, of, of ABCDEFG and he's like people Democrats in Congress right now wouldn't be so quick right. to say that because they're afraid they're right, afraid they're but afraid. we're yes. over it we're tied. over people being afraid yeah. yep. you know we want people with balls period uh, totally and I think that or, sorry wrong so, yeah. <laughs> choice of words I mean okay <laughs> metaphorical balls <laughs> we, we, we said something about that oh, on our God. latest Facebook live and one of our volunteers said can we just stop talking about balls? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of balls. Balls, balls, balls. Oh, slip like of the tongue. But you I get know. what I meant. Yes, yes. absolutely. No, um, completely. And I, and I think that the more, you know, with these smaller state ledge races that are very accessible to very average people, not career politicians. So a, right. lo- a lot of our candidates are first-time candidates. Mm-hmm. And um, last year we got, you know, for example, the first uh, – trans woman elected to this yeah. Virginia state legislature, yeah. Danica yes. Rome, yes. which is yeah. huge. Um, we got a registered socialist elected, you know, yeah. a lot of these people who I think um, are less interested in buying into the system as it exists yeah. and have, um, you know, are more, are more interested in breaking down a lot of these systemic, you know, oppressions that, uh, exist mm-hmm. um, because they're not serving any of us. You know? No, and I was gonna say you're you're not uh, focused just on women or women that I or great people question that identify as women. No, yeah, I, as I like to say, we are open to volunteers and candidates of all genders. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So the four of us co-founders are all women, right. and the I should explain our model. So the sister in our name is sort of like sister cities oh, because yeah. we we pair teams. So teams of volunteers are are 
volunteers are organized into teams based on where they live. So like we live here in San Francisco. Um, there's a, we have a big San Francisco team. If you lived in Berkeley or in Chicago or in Vermont or Hawaii, you'd have a different team. And we then pair those teams directly with specific candidates. Ah, and each team okay. gets love, two to three candidates. Yeah. I love this process because so many people, when we talk to them every day at work, on the streets, whatever, really are fired up and want to do something, but they don't know, they don't know what where to, to do. go with that energy. Yeah. And yeah. You, you're like, here you go. Here's a straight line. It's so easy. Totally. Can you, can you talk about the process? Yeah. Like, it's yeah, just yeah, really yeah. easy to sign up. It's really easy to sign up. You can do it on our website, which is sisterdistrict.org. Um, and essentially you'll get funneled directly into your nearest team and they're already organizing. We have um, 200 uh, leaders, team leaders um, all across the country. We call them district captains and they're going to email you with postcard parties, phone banking parties, um, text banking. If you really don't like talking to people, <laughs> canvassing opportunities, fundraising, um, a lot of stuff that's really uh, very bite-sized and an easy way to get you from clicktivist to actual activist. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So I think that uh, it, it's it's really really manageable and it doesn't have to take a ton of time and money. Um, of course, it can. You can quit your job and do it full time, like <laughs> like we have. I was like, but it doesn't that's have what you to. did. <laughs> Prior to 2016, were you somebody that went out door to door, canvas, volunteered? Were you active yeah. already or? Um, so I had I had canvassed, I had phone banked um, only during presidentials. Mm -hmm. So um, you know for Obama and later for Hillary, mm -hmm. but I I it wasn't a major ongoing part of my life. Mm -hmm. I emailed important articles to a lot of friends. Right, I yeah. read important books and got outraged, but I didn't I had yet to make that leap into make it into really significant activism. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that what I have found is that. Well, I mean, listen, I think that most of us come to a point in our lives when we sort of are offered a challenge and we choose to take it or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this was mine. Wow. Can, uh, can you talk a little bit about how much this has grown since yeah. like, the just talking about it with three yeah, other women, yeah, yeah. right, to now here you are? Yeah, so um, it's been an insane, wild roller coaster. Um, so we kind of went viral a little bit um, back after the 2016 election. We grew to about 25,000 members pretty much overnight. Um, and we had about 30 to 40 teams um, that we developed within the first six months. Now we've just about doubled that to 60 plus teams. Um, wow. And. Uh, We've basically doubled in terms of our uh, efficacy metrics, so the stuff we've actually been able to achieve since last cycle. La last, last year, we were in Virginia, Delaware, and Washington State. There were elections last year. Some people didn't know, but yeah, there were. Yeah. Um, and this year, we, we, so we supported 14 candidates last year. We're in, uh, or 15, we're in 24 races this year. So basically double from, from last year and um, doubled our staff size. Wow. We've, um, you know, it's been, it's been a wild ride. And it's also, um, we had, I remember 
last year I was at a, uh, a really huge progressive conference and a basically longtime Democratic strategist came up to us and said, you know, you need to really think about how you want to influence the direction of the party mm-hmm. because you're going to have an opportunity to do that. And at the time <laughs> I was like, like, are what? you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, I was like, yeah. we just started paying ourselves a month ago. Like, right. I don't yeah. know. Right. Like, we might not exist in four months. Right. I have no idea what right. you that- could possibly mean. Now we're on the DNC's website. I think well, that I is so empowering. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go on. No. Yeah, no, I just like, for the four of you, there's four of you. Four that co-founders, That is not a yep. lot considering yeah. the amount of impact that you've had so far. Like, yeah. do you have friends? Do you yeah. ever have any sort of time? <laughs> no, we have zero social <laughs> life. <laughs> Absolutely yeah, like, none. How do you have time? <laughs> we were just talking no, about like, yeah, lot. I'll call my one friend eventually. Like next year I might have yeah, a t- I yeah. might have time. But, but yeah, I have a lot of friends I haven't seen in a very long time. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that you, at least what's been true for me is I really narrowed down my my social focus to people that are yeah. really really meaningful yeah. and can support me through that you just got to do you know? it yeah you got to make choices yeah you do and i think for me as a woman i had spent a lot of my life not valuing my career and not valuing my professional life and allowing that to take a back seat to my social relationships to my you know romantic relationships and i think i mean i'm 33 now and when i hit 30 I sort of uh, said to myself, young. I know I'm a Sorry. baby. Um, thank you. Bless you. Oh, I um, remember. <laughs> those 33 <laughs> days. Uh, um, anyways. No, but, w- but, uh, but when I hit 30, I sort of said to myself, you know, I'm done living my life for other people and I'm ready to just change the world. Yeah, you know, change public policy. And, and, and yeah, clearly. <laughs> oh my God. Well, this is, it's really encouraging. You're, you're 33 and you're doing it because there's not a lot of, I shouldn't say that. I, I feel like I'm always like, wah, wah, There wah, are a lot now. There are. Out. Clearly. There, there are. But thank you for doing this and, and paying attention. Thank you. And working it. Um, totally. Really quickly, because I want to get a little mm-hmm. bit nerdy about politics. How do you become a PAC? I don't understand how that oh, happens. Can you talk about that? Great question. So the, the... Maybe Bitch Talk wants to be this, a PAC. I don't know. The strange, dark thicket of campaign finance. Um, I, I joke that campaign finance ref- is going to make me into a Republican because it's like so complicated. It I is. See. I know, I know. Can you simplify being yeah. a PAC? But so, I, I don't know what it actually means. Yes. I know it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, the... The short answer yeah. is there's many levels of PACs. Okay. There's a federal PAC, which means that you are you can work on federal races. Um, there's also state-level PACs. So yeah. we have um, a couple state-level PACs. Um, and it's really comp- – working in state legislatures is extra complicated because there's different rules in every single state. Right. And it also makes a big difference whether you are um, – what's called coordinated or independent expenditure. Okay. So um, basically whether you work directly with a campaign or whether you're so-called dark money um, oh. on the on the, the other side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so it's it's very, very complicated and I do um, it's definitely one of the skill sets we have picked up <laughs> yeah. is navigating that very complex world. Um, but I would say it's not a reason to be afraid or suspicious it's just a re- you know another reason to jump in and sort of figure it out as you go along 
Well, I have, I, oh, good. I have one more question. Yeah. Where are you going to be on election night? Because can we be somewhere together yeah. supporting <laughs> each other? I'm already anticipating yes. like, what I'm going to yes. do. I need like a survival kit. Well, for we, might, we could live record. I mean, yeah. Whatever you where want. where, where will our, our San Francisco team, which we have a huge, amazing team in San Francisco, I know for a fact, actually, I shouldn't say this is a total fact, oh. they're going to have a giant party. That's a fact. I'm pretty sure it's going to be at Standard Deviant. Okay. Um, we accept the invitation. Yeah. You Thank you so much. Extraordinarily <laughs> welcome to go. Thank you. They would love it. Um, I personally will be in Washington D.C. because I'm going to go canvas for some of our Pennsylvania candidates. Oh, um, yeah. nice. And then um, hang out in our nation's capital and ho- hopefully celebrate. Uh, honestly, I'll be working all night. I was going to ask you, how are you feeling with the midterms? And that'll be the last question. How are you feeling with the midterms? And so, I I'm feeling great. It's I will be honest, it's hard for me to tell because I'm so in it yeah. that um, to me, everyone seems like an activist and right, everyone right. seems really like energized. Everyone, yeah, it's like on your social media feed. You're like, everyone's liberal. I don't get why this yeah. is happening. I mean, I yeah. swear to you guys, last year in 2017, I literally thought that the Virginia elections were the biggest deal ever. But and it was. It was. They were. But I thought but they were a big deal yeah. for the whole year. And, and, and <laughs> I remember talking to a reporter in about let's say October of 2017, who said, yeah, no, no one's really been uh, paying attention to these elections. And I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, oh. like, it's my daily life. It's literally, like, I could tell you the most recent poll numbers from right. some random legislative district in Southern Virginia. <laughs> but um, yeah, so no, I'm actually feeling very good about it. I'm feeling super positive. I think that the Kavanaugh news, um, sure. as horrific as it was, is only helping to activate um, yes. the left. Right. Yep. And Absolutely. So yeah, I think, I think the energy is on our side. Um, yeah, I'm feeling positive. It's kind of like with all the shitty shit, shit, shit that happens, it, there's all these silver linings. There are definitely silver linings. Yeah. yeah. And I would Which say... Sister District. Thank so, you. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I try to be a reasonable student of history and kind of be able to look back and see how far we actually have come. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, when I'm feeling demoralized, I think about that. Like, I, I, I think that the Kavanaugh hearings are a really good um, one-to-one comparison between Anita Hill oh. and now, and it's it's yeah. like yeah. not comparable. I mean, it's comparable, but it, but I think that it things actually have gotten better. Yeah. And so. Yeah. And yeah. look at the trajectory of your life because of this. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's brought out these skills and this passion in you that you totally never would have expected three years ago, let alone five or, you know, so. Yep. What an inspiration. You thought you were just a Mills student going yeah. on. Yeah. No, now I, look at you. I thought I was going to be in grad school. It's like, you know, adult summer camp yeah. <laughs> for two years. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not at all. Um, thank you so much for being on Bitch Talk. You're so thank welcome. you for being at That's What She Said. And where can everyone find Sister District again? Sister District is on, on the internet at sisterdistrict.org. We are also on all the social media platforms. Mostly our handle is sister underscore district. Okay. Um, but just use the Google and you'll find us. Cool. Thank you so much, Liz. Thank you. Yeah, we'll see great. you on election night or Woo! whatever that is. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that was Liz Schweigler from the Sister District Project. Please follow them on those on all the socials. What a badass what bitch. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, what a badass bitch. And also 33, I was like, all I, right. I, lo- I was just going to say, what? I love how she's like, you know what? I'm 33. It's about time. And we look at each other like, oh. I'm all, oh. <laughs> well. 
Better late than never. Hey, we're all um, on our own path. We okay? are. On our There's own no path. comparison. And There's only respect. You're not that much older than yeah, her. Yeah, you're not. Like we're in our forties. So. Oh Shut yeah. Up, sure. Shut up. Millennial or whatever. <laughs> Fuck off, Char. Anyway. That's what I'm saying. I'm in my Shut 40s. up, Char. I'm like, dude. I'm not a millennial. So far away from anyway. everybody else. Moving on. Mold. Moving on. Uh, I'm in my knees. <laughs> no, my knees are fucked up too, and my hearing. Anyway, I love the fact. Here's what I'm taking. The, well, one of the biggest uh, parts of her story that I'm taking with me is this is something that just came to her. She was not. This was not something that she planned to do with her life. It's just the circumstances that she was in led her to this position, and yeah. she took it, and she's excelling, and she's making a real difference. So listen to listen to the universe when something comes to you, and and like she said, she's challenged by it. If if you're not uncomfortable, then you're probably not doing enough. Yep. Just listen to the universe and follow the calls, and and trust your gut. And amazing things can come of it. And whether you're a woman or a man, just if something's not sitting right with you, especially during this political season, there's so many places to reach out. But Sister District is one of them. Uh, they welcome women and men to help and them out. Uh, yes, love to men as well. Love yeah. to everyone. And despite our name of bitch talk, we're not only we're not just women only, and we don't hate men. We love them actually. We have so many amazing men on our we show. Do. Some of my favorite interviews. So, All of yeah. your favorite No, I am not going to say that. Nope, I will not say that. But, yeah, bitch talk. Men can bitch talk. We all have things to bitch about. I do have to say the, the one little caveat about bitch talk, and then when you have men on, they're like, oh, well, isn't this supposed to be bitch talk? And we're like, yeah, but what does that mean to you? And then I think they're always uh, a little surprised by what we have to bring to the table. So, men, we welcome you. Duh. Duh. You guys can bitch talk, too. Duh. Duh. Uh, so, uh, yes. Uh, one more special girl. Uh, special uh, shout out to our friend Sophia, who made an. Uh, Sophia and Dari. Uh, yes. Women's March, San Francisco. We she, love. She got to speak for a few minutes. Yeah, and today. she like uh, had a shout out for to bitch talk. Yeah, so. Miss. I'm not good at public speaking. She fucking killed it, just like she did in front of tens of thousands of people at the Women's March. And it was so funny because when she walked into the social study, Aaron and I were sitting side by side at the bar and we both turn around like, ah, we like scream and hug her. She's like, oh, you guys, we were like the Bobsy twins. We were so happy to see her. Yeah. Because she's yeah. incredible. She's doing it. She's and taking, our interview with her was so fun. It was. And, yeah. and she's taking nine o'clock meetings, you guys. 9 p.m. I'm, I'm exhausted at six. So yeah. nine o'clock meetings. Doing nine o'clock meetings. Huh? We should start doing nine o'clock meetings. Nope. Uh, we're doing we our Korean dinner right now. Yeah, That's we're about to get Korean dinner on yeah, the corner. Yeah, the clock is ticking, guys. But, Mama uh, hungry. We do 9 o'clock meetings by accident. Yeah, by accident. <laughs> we'll be meeting at this dinner, basically, <laughs> is what's going to happen. Um, but no, yeah, shout out to Sophia. And Sophia, if you need a couple of women podcasters at the next Women's March to, to speak, we'd be happy to speak. So just I'm putting that in there. Just putting it in there, shoving Word. it in. Um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> tired it's monday um it is monday Fuck. the last piece of business here um we have a, couple of last a really of big weekend we have a big weekend and um we have some interviews that are coming up uh we saw a film today called wildlife directed and uh written by paul dano uh just google his name you'll know who he is 
And uh, I believe with Carrie Mulligan, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, um, yes. Who's been in some really great films. Mudbound, which I loved, which was on Netflix last year. Loved that film. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she she's an interesting actress doing a lot of really interesting period pieces. And she's, she's kind of on the young side, uh, but doing really heady work. So we came out of that today. I, I, I still need to have time in the bathroom to cry at We're some point. We're still processing the film. But it's uh, Jake Gyllenhaal as one of the leads, and he's a producer. And, you know, you can't really go wrong with Jake Gyllenhaal. I just... Fact. The Gyllenhaal sibling duo are a favorite yeah, of mine. Yeah, I mean, Ange could talk about that for hours. <laughs> if you want to talk about Devil's Three-Way, Brett that's Kavanaugh, whole, that's, that's what we will talk about. It's technically not asshole. a Devil's Three-Way. It technically and it's also not a drinking game. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, it's not a drinking game. Go fuck yourself. Everyone knows anybody. what that is. Anybody who likes beer, I like beer. I kind beer. of feel like, like the brother-sister threesome is a Devil's Three-Way in a way. Let's be honest. That is... In- <laughs> I don't, Are and I joke that I, that would be my brother sister three way. But no, I'll just take either one of them. Let's just or leave both. it at that. But at not the at the same, same time. time because that is kind of weird. What do you have conscious now? Yeah, well, I don't. I joke about it, but in reality, yeah, it's weird. Um, but anyways, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> just we take, digress. Yeah, taking uh, taking some interesting work and. Uh, God, I just, that movie was so heavy. Do you have any words, Char? How are you feeling about it? Because it was this little, it was a, the film is a real, no pun intended, but it's a slow burn. Yes, I yeah. totally Probably agree. Probably a pun intended. And I will use that with uh, Paul Dano, but it's a slow burn. It's just, um, There's a, it, it hit a lot of the, it just hit a lot of emotions. You know, it's just like, the there's there's anger there's empathy there's you know acting like, out right and there's just it's just a lot of different things and then when I came out of it I was just like like you said it's like I know a lot of these kind of you know indie type period type pieces we always I I feel like a lot of these tours that we do sometimes we come out of it and then that you know, like we always have to do our our exit interviews and well we all, didn't even do one today with weaver right Sorry, weaver. yeah i i but, couldn't even say but anything it was, but at that we moment. always come out of it where we always do we need time to process it and yeah. that was kind of this was this was very much one of those where yeah. we had to sit there and i'm like i'm just sitting there going like you know the there's a lot like, of themes yeah and the and the thoughts like the kid the, you know, like just, well, just so much. And that, and what I said later was I got a very, uh, the same kind of feel I had from after watching the Florida Project. Yeah. Because this film is from the perspective of the child whose parents are going through a lot, potentially a divorce and, and whatever is happening. But it's from the perspective of the kid. And, it, and it, so I had that same reaction, but I, I think I was emotionally spent and I couldn't even cry. I was so... <laughs> I thought I wasn't sure if you were crying. I like looked over at both of you guys. And you guys are just like, kind of like glass-eyed, and I'm like, uh, do we like yeah. the movie? No, I, I felt, but I could. I just feel like I'm after this past week. Fuck, man. Yeah, it's um. But this leads me into talking about Mill Valley Film Festival that's coming up at the end of this week. We have a lot of work we have to do. Like just seeing this film is work. We we have to prepare for our interviews, which are coming at the end of the week, and that you know we'll release later. Um, we have three more documentaries to watch because Ange and I have been 
luckily um, been invited to host a panel at the Mill Valley Film Festival. So excited. Which I don't think it's still hit yet until like Friday for no, me. No, I don't want it to hit me ever. Right. I'm just going to show up and do my thing and then later be like, oh shit. Oh shit, we did that. <laughs> uh, but it's at the Mill Valley Film Festival. They've been doing this for a while. They're building up this summit called Mind the Gap. And it's about women and also, uh, well, sorry, women in film and tech and bridging that gap. And it's a, it's a day-long summit up in Mill Valley. Um, but we're hosting one of the panels. And we're really excited, but we still have three more films to watch this week and to process that and to think about our questions and make it really timely and blah, 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 blah. But if you want to come see us and uh, experience the panel <laughs> and buy a ticket and support women. We will need emotional support. Yeah, just go to uh, mvff.com and you can find those tickets. It's October 6th. mvff.com uh, and we will be there. Saturday, yeah, uh, October 6th, all day long in Mill Valley, just talking, talking, talking. Um, but please come. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's hit us yet. I, I've worked a few of these uh, panels the last few years with Mill Valley from my past job and just because I love what they do. And they asked us this year, and so we're going to be there, which is crazy. Anyways... On that note, um, if you want to follow us, you can go to bitchtalkpodcast.com. We're on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, and you can also rate us on the uh, iTunes podcast. So uh, comment, rate, say hi. Um, there's also uh, our email, which is therealbtpod at gmail.com. If you have anything that you need to ask us, especially in terms of uh, tonight's, that's what she said, and getting involved in politics and um, I'm not gonna just throw her out there but she's been working <laughs> on a very local campaign and working it and if you have any questions about how to get involved she can tell you we can tell you um, but thank you to that's what she said tonight thank you to Liz thank you to Sophia thanks to Sister District and uh, Women's March SF and we will see you next month at another that's what she said hopefully you'll come through and say hi well, and one more thing, you, we have 35 days until uh, November 6th, which is the uh, midterm elections. And if you're feeling down, if you're feeling stressed out, I'm telling you from firsthand experience, canvassing, going door to door, phone banking, talking to people in your community really does make you feel better. And uh, it really does show you that you're not alone in your fight. And uh, it's a productive way to be, it, it, it's a positive way to, to channel your, your inner angst and, and anger about what's happening. So I urge you to go out and, and do something. Everybody has an hour or two. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't have anything else to say. I'm exhausted, so. Bitch, please.